Across the UK, overnights with Paul Ross. There is a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico Blown John Baldry's second finest hour, of course, after Let the Heartaches Begin. It's the theme tune for our next guest, played by my old mate, West Ham fan Martin Kellner. And we've nicked it for this morning, because John Bonfiglio is back with us. Good morning, John. I'm just hoping and praying now, because I'm slightly malicious, that you're someone like Venezuela this morning, or Guatemala, or into the USA, not Mexico. Where are you this morning, John? No, I am actually. I'm sweating in Mexico, 38 degrees. Ooh. Where we're at, and, there's, and the rains are a month late, and we're and everybody is absolutely roasting. You know what they say? It's always August under your armpits in Mexico and then some, because we're moaning here about it being 30 <laughs> degrees. Wow. Now, of course, we know that on the sporting front, uh, lots of uh, big news happening in Mexico. I think the um, baseball season is, is just about has started. CONCACAF's also about to start. South American competition, of course. And there's the World Cup on the way. Can I start with the, the World Cup, which is the Americas? That'll be Canada, North America, you know, and the USA and, and Mexico. There are always concerns, or one of the first things people think about and possibly unfairly with Mexico, are levels of violence, organised crime, that kind of thing. Not helped by films like Sicario and, you know, some newspaper reports. Are there concerns about keeping tourists, visitors, football fans safe when they go to Mexico? Or maybe about trying to do something to, at the very least, you know, create some kind of hiatus with the ongoing violence in parts of Mexico? Yeah, I, th- I think you really need to sort of distinguish, or we really need to distinguish between, or, or kind of understand where the violence exists and, and comes from. And, and potential crossovers with us. So generally, where the violence takes place is and as regards the movement of uh, narcotics drugs from not just Mexico, but also Colombia, then staging post to Mexico, up to the USA and so on. And then that is basically there's sort of uh, internecine conflict around those routes. So uh, all to, uh, generally, it's sort of what would be referred to as sort of blue on blue violence. Sometimes that does spill over, for sure it does, but it doesn't tend to spill over into major international events or tourist areas. Actually, one of the one of the reasons why recently it spilled over into your sort of Cancun, uh, Mayan Riviera is because that's become a destination for drugs in and of itself rather than a staging post for elsewhere. So really there are no, uh, there are no worries in that regard. I, I would go so far as to say the opposite, that actually... You know, if we think about recent, like a recent, uh, you know, Liverpool Real Madrid final last year and how crowds are managed and general behavior around uh, crowd control in Latin America. Uh, I mean, for sure, there are there are incidents. There was a recent uh, death in uh, in Argentina where, where a fan fell off a one an upper ledge down onto the onto the onto the lower echelons and, and lower stands. But basically, I would say that going to watch a sporting event in latin america is probably actually way safer than it would be in europe and for sure in latin america as well and i would urge anybody who really wants to experience a sort of full-throated sporting event to go to baseball in cuba to go to football at the azteca uh to go to uh you know, to, um, uh, to, to Brazil, to Argentina and watch some of the big teams. I mean, these are incredible sporting events that for sure are overwhelming, but I don't, I don't think anybody, you know, a member of the public should be any more, uh, worried than they would be anywhere else. And actually the, the opposite that generally local 
fans would re- would uh, receive foreign visitors with open arms and really look after them. I was thinking, more, I suppose, as well of maybe a different style of organised crime, which is one that will exploit new markets and will regard any influx of visitors, and there will be hundreds of thousands, it's not maybe, you know, whatever, a million people going, travelling around, extra people travelling around the States, which may be regarded as kind of, you know, ripe for the plucking, not just in Mexico, but also in the States and elsewhere. Yeah, for sure. And look, and if, you, if you look at sort of counterfeit tick- ticketing, I mean, that is an international problem. I mean, the, the levels mm. of professionalism around, I mean, this is perhaps a side anecdote, but there is one particular area of Mexico City that I've been uh, a few... Oh, John, so we've lost you for a second, mate. I think you're, you've, you've gone slightly off mic. I think the mic's had a slight problem. Hello, hello. Ah, you're back in business. So you were saying there that um, about, about the kind of... Uh, it's an obvious point I was making about organised crime, effectively. Of course, they're going to be there. There'll be people always near do well as you want to exploit any visitors. Yeah, for sure. And actually, you know, if we think about one of the major problems, it's counterfeit ticketing. Uh, and you know, and, and the, the levels of professionalism, again, internationally, which of course is an organised crime thing, you know, around the ticketing and the fake ticketing is absolutely staggering. And uh, there are parts of Mexico City, as there are parts of anywhere else on earth, if you find the right place to go, where you can basically reproduce any, you know, for the right price, you can reproduce any document that you want. And it is staggering the levels of infrastructure that these, these, uh, these groups, uh, have. Uh, I mean, to, I would say to the same extent as a government or a military or better. Now we've also got, I mentioned baseball in passing, the baseball season starts in, in Latin America, and of course Major League Baseball is pinning, I think, a large part of its future on, certainly Mexico, other countries, because that's where they're recruiting, I mean, they recruit huge numbers of players from there, and it's got such a huge fan base there, I think. Yeah, absolutely, and, and actually this is one of the, one of the, whenever you think of uh, Latin American baseball, of course, it automatically, you know, you counterpoint it with Major League Baseball, but the problem that Major League Baseball has is not just the influx of other sports, but the fact that, as with cricket in the in the UK, that it takes an, you know, a long time to play, to roll out, it's heavy on stats and so on, and in, in uh, Major League Baseball at the moment, there is very much a, an ageing population. In Latin America, across the region, it is highly popular. Interestingly, the median age is 10 years less than it is in, in the in the USA. And it is the number one sport. You know, no other sport is as important in Cuba, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and number two sport in Panama, Mexican Colombia. And Major League Baseball in the recent past has been trying to expand its appeal. Its strategy has been based around expanding teams in the USA and Canada uh, in recent years. But it's, it's there's an obvious extension uh, or potential extension into Latin America and making it a Pan-American League. Uh, and generally, it's regarded that Mexico, so maybe a couple of teams in Mexico, would be a gateway into this mass market uh, that is that is ripe for uh, for baseball in in Latin America. Nobody needs convincing here. Everybody is a, a huge fan of baseball, its history and its potential. Now, of course, and Concacaf, the Nations League, is also about to start. Intense, I'd imagine, you know, interest, focus on that one also. But also, what are the big rivalries there? I mean, what, what will fans get most excited or enthused about? Yeah, interesting. I mean, not Panama, not Panama versus Canada in the first semi-final, no, no. but very, <laughs> very much the USA against Mexico in the second semi-final. One of these quirks, the seeding has put USA top seed against Mexico fourth seed because Mexico hasn't exactly covered itself with glory in the recent past. So you've got this semi-final uh, playing out on, uh, 
on Thursday in Las Vegas at the Allegiant uh, Stadium. And then we go into the final, uh, the third place playoff and the final on, on Saturday. It's a new tournament, uh, as with all of the nation's uh, leagues uh, tournaments, uh, first played in 2021, where we had an absolutely epic uh, final, which went into extra time, USA 3-2 um, against Mexico. And that is, seems to be the warm-up for the Gold Cup, which is the main CONCACAF tournament, which is held every two years. Uh, and that's taking place later on the summer. And that's where all of the CONCACAF countries come together to play. And that's where potentially, you know, the general expectation is USA, Mexico at the end of the thing. And this bitter, bitter rivalry played out for, you know, for the highest awards of all. And then we have a story that's hugely upset, heartbreaking, in fact, and inspirational in equal measure. A story about those Colombian children that survived 40 days in the jungle. Um, I mean, I think their mother died in the plane crash and they're there on their own, finally found in the jungle. That story has gripped the whole world, John, finally. It really is. And, and in a way, I guess what we knew is that, you know, that when they were found, it was actually, actually wasn't the end of the story. It was the beginning of the story. And then just in the last 48 hours, we've had lots of new news emerging. There had been rumours that, that one of the rescue dogs, one of the Belgian Shepherd rescue dogs had gone missing from the search teams. And, and it turns out that the, the kids have actually now reported back that they'd spent a, a fair bit of time with this dog called Wilson. And Wilson is still... Uh, uh, not found in the jungle. So it was with the kids for a while, but then went missing again. And then, so the search continues for this rescue dog. The mother, it turns out, had actually survived for a number of days after the plane crash and then had told the children to go off and, and try and find help. Uh, so she'd been alive Remarkable. for, uh, for a while. And now, uh, worst of all, which I guess we should have expected, there is now, because of course there are stories behind, you know, what took place with the kids and there is money behind it. We are now in the worst of all possible worlds as regards human behavior. And there's the beginnings of a custody battle for the children. The, the Columbia's Child Protection, Protection Agency is now trying to determine whether they should actually go to the father who was in Bogota waiting to receive them as the father of two of the children, not all four of the children, or go back to the indigenous community with the, with the grandparents. So that is beginning to, uh, to unfold. In the meantime, these poor kids are in a military hospital uh, in what is something of a circus being you know, visited every couple of minutes by, uh, by, uh, by politicians. Yeah, absolutely. You know, their intellect, their, their emotional state being measured on a, on an hour by hour basis. And as far as their experiences goes in terms of their life so far, that is way more extreme and way more different than being lost in the jungle, which they already knew pretty well, given that they came from an indigenous community. John, always an absolute pleasure having you on the program. We haven't spoken for too long a time now. We'll touch base more regularly in the future. John Monfiglio there. Catch you most weekends with Martin Kellner. And he joined us this morning with those big stories from Latin America. Talking to me, Paul Rush, you guys on Talk Sports and Talk Radio. Up next, a big showbiz gossip from Zola Suleiman, our Wednesday regular. Cheers, John. A lot's happened.